Welcome back to another episode of Chappy Chats. It was a good week. I think y'all think I say that every week, like there's never a bad week, but uh, I do have bad weeks. I have bad days, just like the rest of you. Some days are better than others, and uh, we all experience that. That's life. But when we were sitting at lunch today, we got a call from uh, one of Gail's cousins, and as we got that call, knew something probably wasn't good, and after we finished eating and discussing with our friends, we called the cousin, or Gail did, and found out that another one of our cousin's daughters had died. You don't need all the particulars of it, but for those of you that might hear this who have lost a child, you know the pain that they're about to go through. Because in our way of thinking, no one should ever lose a child. They're supposed to die after us, because after all, we're older than them, and Our bodies are supposed to wear out, and finally, eventually, we just succumb to the natural progression of what it means to be a living being, and that is all living beings decay, fall apart. And even if you're a Christian, you know that God said three score and ten, which is 70 years, and if by reason of faith you live longer than that, then count it a blessing. But as I thought about that and was thinking about this podcast today, I really would like you to think about something that was said in our discussion. And we discussed a lot of things from football to military service to just being a Christian to church to our lives, where we have been, what we have done, and found out that we had some things in common and uh, had actually been in some common activities, though not at the same time. But the one thing that after getting that phone call, struck me most and stuck in my mind was one of the people who we go to church with said they have a friend who has a sister who has, quote, been a good Christian all her life and done good and tried to do good, and she just didn't understand because now she has a disease all throughout her body that is probably going to kill her. At least that's what the doctors say. Now, I've seen people on death's doorstep and come back from it. So I don't know what the outcome of this lady is going to be. But the problem was, she's questioning, why? Why if I've been good? Why if I've done these things? Why if I've tried to serve you, God? Why if I've treated other people nicely? Why, why, why when I have done all these things? And not that the lady necessarily indicated that I'm gathering from the conversation, that she's been this perfect human being with no flaws and no missteps, but that there were more good things than bad things in her life. So why? Why are you doing this to me? And it reminded me, in all the time that I was a pastor, and all the time that I've been a chaplain, in taking death notifications to families and and being in hospice and going to families who received the news that their doctors expected their loved one to die within six months. And listening to every one of them, there are several things that I've noticed, but one of the main things that I noticed was that nobody seems quite ready for this. Also, nobody really seems to remember that life ends, that from the very day we are born till the day we die, we have been in the process of dying. Now, most of us 
don't get a diagnosis from the doctor that says, this is what's going to kill you. And it's probably going to do so in six months. Or it might be a year. Or if you do this, you might have two years or five years or six years or whatever they believe they can promise you by doing whatever treatment. But most of us don't know that. We don't know the the day or the hour or the cause. And so we kind of forget about it. We just live because we really don't want to think about it. And then the other thing that amazes me is that when we are told that, like one man I met while I was doing hospice, the doctor didn't say he was going to die right then. But by his reaction, you would have thought he should just go in, lay down on his bed, and give up because you're going to die. And I remember telling the people at the table that I asked him one question, you, what'd you find out? And he said, well, the doctor told me I'm going to die. And I said, so? And of course, that took him back because he wasn't quite sure what to do with that. And he said, well, I told you I'm going to die. And I said, so what difference does that make? And he looked at me puzzled and he was in his eyes and the look and expression was, why'd you say this? And I said, because you know you've been dying since the day you were born. And so today as I talk to you, I want to say a couple of things. If you have a friend or you're in the midst of wondering why all of this is happening, I suggest to you, you give up asking why, because you might find out. But in most of the cases in my life and with other people, God is not obligated, nor does he usually tell us the why. He doesn't why in anything. He doesn't just give us that, usually. If someone else is sick and has the same thing you do and they seem to get cured, God doesn't come and tell you, hey. You know, I do remember one instance in Scripture where Peter was worried about what Jesus was telling him. He said, oh, what about old John over there? And God told Peter, Jesus told Peter, don't worry about him. I'll deal with John. You deal with you. I'm talking to you in your life. Now, I know you're thinking, but we're supposed to watch out for one another, take care of one another, and that's true. We are supposed to do that. We're supposed to help people get over sin. We're supposed to encourage one another. We're supposed to bear one another's burdens. But in this case, when it comes to this life and death situation, we're not to worry about why God might have healed somebody or might have given this trial to somebody else, but we're to worry about ourselves and our relationship with God. Also, we need to understand the fact if we're a spiritual person and we believe that there's an eternity, especially as a Christian, but even in other religions, that there is life beyond this life, then this life is not the end. So that's the first point I want to make. The next point I want to make is if we're dealing with someone else and they're asking these questions, there are things we can't say to them like, well, God knows best. God has you covered. Increase your faith. If you just had a more faith, you it would be better because God said, well, as I've told you in a past podcast, God said the faith of a mustard seed could move a mountain. And a mustard seed is a small seed. So that's not it. But in realizing that we're going to die one day and we're not possibly going to know the hour or the time or the cause, then if we focus on death, We're going to miss life that is around us. And that's what we need to look at. 
the life that is around us. We can curl up in a ball. We can find ourselves just bemoaning and wailing, Oh God, why did you do this to me? Oh God, I did this for you. Oh God, I... what good does that do? You're not going to add by worrying anything to your life, any length of time. And besides that, if you're looking at only dying and why you're dying, that's a futile effort because that's the process of life. And you're looking at it from a point of view, why God? There is no substantial answer that I can give to you or to anyone for that. The answer lies in the fact that you live in a sin-fallen world. God created a perfect world, put the two first human beings in a perfect garden, and gave them everything they needed. But they decided that God was holding out on them. And they chose to go a different direction. And from that point on, it was appointed the man to struggle and to die. So we're not going to get out of it. Nobody gets out of this life alive. So if you're in the midst of a trouble, especially a life-threatening disease or one of your loved ones is, the first thing they need to become convinced of if they're going to enjoy the time they have left or enjoy the time that God has left for them because maybe he's going to heal them. But they have made themselves so miserable they can't even enjoy it when the healing comes. You have to get them to come to the idea that we live in a sin-fallen world. Then they need to recognize another truth of Scripture, that the rain falls on the just and the unjust. And in this story, the rain is troubles, and it's sorrows, and it's events, and it's happenings that occur in life. And it is apparent that the rain falls on everyone, whether they are good or bad. No one escapes the rain of life that falls into their circumstances, into their families, their jobs, nobody. But we can look at the rain in two different ways. Oh my goodness, it's washing my garden away. Oh my goodness, I washed my car and now it's raining. It's going to get muddy. Or oh my goodness, any sort of things. Oh my goodness, I'm going to die because it's raining cancer. It's raining lupus. It's raining diabetes or heart disease or kidney disease. You know, you still don't know when you're going to die. And each day is a beautiful day. When that sun comes up and you see that sunrise and you experience that sunset or you experience that rainbow at the end of a shower that comes into your life. So I want to challenge you today. Reconcile to yourself. You're going to die. That's going to happen. You can't escape it. But also then reconcile that until you're dead, you're living. And as long as you're living, you can have a wonderful day, a wonderful life. You can enjoy your family. You can enjoy the beauty of nature. You can enjoy the fact that you have one more breath to accomplish one more thing in the service of God if you happen to be a Christian, to give one more voice to worship to the one who is carrying you through, even in the midst of the storm. Just he carried him through in the ark when the 
world was flooded because it was overcome by the floodwaters of the rain. Sometimes I'm sure you feel like you're being overcome. But in Jesus, you'll be lifted up and brought through. That's the promise He gives us. He may bring you through to a healing of the physical body, but just like Lazarus was brought out of the grave, we'll once again find that grave. Or He may bring you through the waters of the troubles of this life and show you the shores of heaven. Don't know what it'll be, but I know He's the one that will carry you through. Wherever you find yourself today, I pray you'll find blessing, protection, and favor in His grace and in His mercy until we meet again.